0: I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life.
1: It is Love Life, and today we're, we have an interesting topic to talk about, the best advice we've ever received. So what was yours, Alan?
0: <laughs> I have a few pieces, actually. Um, I'll start with our, my first, and we'll see how many we can get through. Okay. Okay. So my mom told me when I was young, Marry a man who loves you a little bit more than you love him. Hmm. And I thought it was such interesting advice. And now that I have been married for nearly 22 years, I think there's something to be said for that advice. And let me explain what I mean. See, women have a tendency to, uh, as we get deeper into our relationships, we typically are more likely, and this is just typical, not absolute, Typically, we are more likely to get settled in a relationship, stay rather faithful inside of that relationship, not compare our spouses as much to what other people's spouses are doing. As long as we ourselves are happy inside of the marriage, we tend to have less entree envy, so to speak. And so what I think she was speaking to is if your partner loves you just a little bit more as a man he is less likely to struggle with some of the natural propensities for distraction that can come up. And I have to say that, and Matthew and I tease about this all the time, he completely acknowledges the fact that he thinks he loves me a little bit more (laughs) than I love him. And I think it serves us really well, as silly as that sounds. And my daughter is married, and I would say that her spouse loves her just a little bit more than she loves him. But they like each other immensely. Mm-hmm. And Matthew is my best friend. And my daughter's husband is very much her one of, at least, her very best friends. Um, but there's something about when a man feels like you are his ultimate, mm-hmm. that you are everything that he wanted, that he's not. Comparing that to anything else. And it provides this really crazy, comfortable level of security for women.
1: (laughs) I I, I just noted that down. (laughs) Guys, uh, I hope you uh, have your pen handy and you're taking notes. Uh, I I tend to go to, on this subject, to the classics. And and the one uh, phrase... uh, shows up in Shakespeare, but it's actually scriptural um, in origin. And it is, this above all, to thine own self, be true. Be true. Mm. And I, I think there's a uh, the seed of something both wonderful and terrifying when we stray from that notion. When we allow ourselves to walk a path that is conditioned upon trying to meet other people's uh needs, desires, views um, uh, of us when we lose sight of who we are. And I want to take it back one layer beyond that to say, first, you have to know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an enormous challenge because we're always, if we're living our lives well, discovering who we are. And we discover who we are through our experiences, both good and bad. At least the, those that we perceive as bad are things which test us, and we find out something about our character. We find out something about what we're made of by the test. You know, it's the old expression that life is a is a is a terrible teacher because it administers the test first and the lesson later. <laughs> I think there's some truth to that. But uh, even when we uh, receive positive input. Um uh, that isn't necessarily always the best thing. I mean that it feeds our ego, it may feed our our self image, but it isn't necessarily true. And you have to ask, where's that coming from? Um, if you can't find that that natural compass inside yourself that points back and says, "This is what I'm about. These are the values that I have. These are the things that I want to represent in my life. This is what I want to bring into the world, and into my relationships with others. Then I think um, you're you're the uh, you have no base. You're 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 standing on a very tippy point of falling in one direction or the other, um, and and you're lost at that point. And it's pretty hard to to move through your life with any kind of um, integrity unless you understand something about who you are and that doesn't mean that you're necessary that that understanding points you in the direction of something that's um, as we were saying in our podcast last week uh, that you're perfect mm-hmm. but that when you look at yourself and you see yourself plain unvarnished with all of your human flaws and all of your wonderful attributes that you can accept both with equanimity.
0: Well, let's say my second one would be everything doesn't belong in the urgent box. <laughs> and it's so true. Like there's some things that need to get done and they're urgent. There's some things that need to get done as soon as you can. And there's some things you get around to it when you get around to it. But we have a tendency in such an overachiever society to stick the small things in the urgent box, to stick things that you can do it when you get around to it in the must happen right now. This is an ER. Life is an ER. Everything must happen. And it really is unnecessary. And when you back up a little bit from all of that, sometimes you realize the only thing that should be in that urgent box is take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Because you'd make much better decisions if you had actually gotten a little bit of sleep. You know, and I remember having a time several years ago when my um, kids were small, that I was trying to do everything. I was working on, you know, a graduate degree. I was, you know, working, I'm wifing, I'm, you know, all of those things that we try to do at once. And one particular evening was just, it seemed like an overwhelming evening because there was too much that needed to be done. And as that, wave kind of tsunami of pressure started to sort of fold in over me when I paused for a second I realized the problem was I had not slept and if I just stop everything the whole world is not going to fall apart get a couple hours of sleep I bet I'd make some better decisions after that Mm. and when I woke up from that nap 10 of the things on my list could have happened a week later They didn't have to happen that evening, but I didn't have the perspective of that because I hadn't taken care of myself. And taking care of yourself is not a selfish thing to do. It is absolutely important to give self-care. You can't pour out of an empty vessel, so you have to make sure that you are You are restoring yourself so you have something to give to all those things and people who matter most to you. So some of the best advice that I got is don't put everything in the urgent box. Perspective matters and better decisions are made when you don't try to do everything at once.
1: Yeah. Well, So the the parallel to that for me and subject about which I personally struggle (laughs) is patience. Mm. Um, And I, I am not by nature, a particularly patient person. I have learned to be a, a more patient person, um, it, the hard way, the way we often learn, by trying to do things sometimes faster than they can reasonably be expected to happen, and and paying the price when they got more complicated or didn't happen at all. Um, And I've found that this translates all the way down to the most mundane things in my life. You know, this is to your note about, you know, sometimes what you should do is just take a nap. Sometimes you should just not do something. (laughs) Um, You should let it go and let it mature and ripen in its own time in its own way. And I think this happens again in, in relationships. Sometimes we want something to be a certain way. We want to hasten the growth of a relationship or we want someone to come around to a perspective or hope that they will, uh, these wants that we have, these, these senses of urgency that we have often that overcome our natural um, uh, patience, if you will, are never healthy for us. What they do is to create a sense of, and I think this is particularly true today, a sense of overriding urgency in which the purpose gets lost, um, buried underneath the pressing feeling of need, that something be fulfilled and fulfilled right now.
0: now. Right.
1: If anything good in my life has always taken time to come to fruition. So for me, patience, mm-hmm. I love your your notion of <laughs> finding a time uh, again. We could go back to to scripture and you know for everything there is a season. Season, you know. absolutely. Um, uh, time is is one of those precious commodities that's either very short or very long, depending upon how your. you use it. Exactly.
0: What I love about our responses in this, because listeners, we don't plan these things in advance. We have truly organic conversation because we enjoy you all being a part of it. Um, but inadvertently, Douglas, what ended up happening is we each spoke to one that was really about love, the mm-hmm. love of ourself and the love of others, and then one that's really about the fulfillment in life. Mm-hmm. So even though we didn't intend it, we really just ended up speaking to love and life. Isn't it funny how that would work?
1: Yeah. Imagine that in a series called Love Life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, it's kind of funny that the two seem to dance together just perfectly.
1: And that's what this podcast is about. It is about loving your life. It is about your love life.
0: Absolutely.
1: And we hope that you've enjoyed these few minutes with us. We'll be back next week with another podcast, but we want to thank Barbara Hamley, our producer, and Todd Washburn, our wonderful engineer. Mm -hmm. And we want to thank you, our listeners, and hope that you will uh, take the occasion to write to us at Alvion at lovelife.digital.
0: Or you can write to douglas at lovelife.digital.
1: Send us your stories, and we'll read them over the air, and we'll talk
0: about them. Until then.
1: See you next week.